Hi, this is Vernon Kay, and welcome to the England Rugby Podcast with All Two Inside Line, where we take you behind the scenes with exclusive England rugby content. As the dust settles on England's disappointing Nat West Six Nations, Danny Kerr has given the players' perspective of the 2018 campaign. The tournament hasn't gone the way we wanted to do it, but um, it can't be all perfect all the time. I think every every good team goes through bad patches, and uh, we're hoping that this is going to be the springboard for us for next year and ultimately the World Cup. On behalf of the whole team, we massively appreciate the support. It's the best stadium in the world to play at, and uh, we've got the best fans in the world, so thank you very much for, for everything. Danny also is our main guest this week, talking about his life and career. And we hear Izzy Noel Smith's rugby journey. Going on through my career, um, my most inspirational person was Lewis Moody because I love everything about the way he plays. Billy Vonipolo was in the O2 Blue Room before the Island game and answered fan questions. I've been missing the, the pitch, so someone's got to give. When you run a lot, you've got to eat, so I'm just eating a lot. So myself and Sky TV's Alex Payne sat down with England legend Danny Kerr, especially interested to find out what he likes away from rugby. We started by asking him how he met his wife. Yeah, we met in Thailand and then it was a bit of a whirl, whirlwind romance. And then she actually fell pregnant and we found out the day, the week I was playing Ireland in the Six Nations back in 2014. Uh, and I scored a try that. That game. Yes, and, you uh, did. That was yeah, the middle, wasn't it? Yeah, the whole Quinn's connection, Roberta yeah, Brownie to me. Yeah. And that was quite a special one. I got up and I, I nearly started crying. I don't know really? why. I don't oh, know. brilliant. I don't know why. It's just one of the most little things Love that. that happens to you when you find out about babies and stuff. And uh, that was it. I had Blake in October and now he's three and we yeah, we got married last year. So Does he know what you do for a living? He knows I play rugby, so right. I was like, Daddy, you're going rugby again? I'm like, yeah, sorry, mate. I'll be oh, back soon. Cute. Um but yeah, he don't. I think he kind of understands. But mm. he comes to the games and he sits in the box and plays. What's he into at the moment? Paw Patrol. Strong. He's massive into Paw Patrol. Um, Thomas the Tank. He's a massive train geek. Which my my dad's a really? massive train geek. Really? So it's literally my dad's favorite. It's skipped thing in a the generation. World. Or is there? A yeah, I mean, I used to watch. I used to watch Thomas, but yeah. I mean, You've never he, been he, up with your pencil and your notebook. Nah, he knows every he knows every single train there is in Thomas, and there's yeah. about fifty or sixty apparently. Have you got any other hobbies, Danny, apart from obsessing about rugby uh, and parenting? Yeah, love football. Um, trying played a bit, didn't you? Played a bit when I was back in the day. Yeah, a little bit. We've all um, seen the photo. Yeah. I mean, what I loved about the photo you put out is that you ringed yourself and Jamie Vardy. No, they they did that. Oh, they for Jamie's book. Yeah, oh, that they. wasn't that wasn't me, mate. They did. I didn't ring any. Are you still in touch with him or not? Uh, every now and then, yeah, yeah. send a little text. Um, it's normally to him, you know. Obviously, that Leicester winning the league was yeah. was unbelievable, and his his story is unbelievable. The it way he went all the way down the leagues and yeah. back all the way up, and now he's you now one of the. One of the hottest strikers in the world. Yeah. It's it's pretty special. Did you teach him everything? I read, was he was he good back then? Did you, did you sort of kind of? Uh, you know? we, genuinely, he was a good player. He was quick and yeah. he could score goals. And either me and him would be on the wings or we'd be up top together. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed playing with him. We were quite similar players in terms of loved attacking, didn't do much defending. Um, but you know, it's awesome to see because we both left similar times, really? and I obviously left and completely went away from football. Yeah. And he and just went away. down and plugged away and plugged away. And do you ever wonder what if? Do you ever sort of think that should be quite fun to peel away in front of the cop, having banged in a Liverpool lead in stoppage time? Yeah, it, sometimes you do sit there and think, you know, what 
could it could I have played football? My dad seemed to think I could play as I could have played at some level. Really? But he doesn't know how how yeah. high a level. It's um, very rare that a story like Jamie Vardy's happens, isn't it? You yeah. know, was it Fleetwood Town that he's playing for? Yeah. And you go you go down to the lower leagues yeah. and you graft and you grind and then all of a sudden you get picked up. Do you think that could ever happen in rugby where there's a grassroots player playing now on some... Well, probably the best example is Minty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. Mm. Nick Easter. Who David was... Strettle, was... similar. Yeah. Yeah. They were both... Minty was oral, wasn't Minty it? was oral, yeah. Stretz was... I used to go sixth form in, in oral. Was that? I used to go sixth form in oral. Did you really? Yeah, St. John Rigby. And the rival school, uh, Winstanley College, was where Rich Ashcroft went. Wow. From the Verve. Yeah, nice guy. I like Rich. Rugby fan? Uh, we could bring him into it. I think... I think he's a Wigan rugby, rugby league, 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 league. Yeah. but he's a, he's a massive uh, football fan as well. Who's his team? I'm not sure. Okay. I, I, I would I wouldn't want to say Man United and he'd be Liverpool or Liverpool yeah, and he'd be yeah, Man United. Yeah, so yeah, I'm not going to upset him. Do you follow Do you follow the league a bit? Because you Leeds when you were up there. Oh uh, yeah, so a big I was a big Rhinos fan. Yeah. Growing up, um, I didn't used to go and watch Leeds Tykes play. I used to go watch Leeds Rhinos play. That was what. That's well, what so you did. Who were, the, who, were the, who were the people playing when you went? Was that like at the Rhinos? Yeah. So Yestin Harris and, yeah. and Danny Maguire, Rob Burrow were coming on the scene, but yeah. um, Barry, Barry, big Barry Mack. Yeah. yeah, I went to Union Edinburgh and remember seeing. I think Leeds. They played the grand final up at Murrayfield yeah. one year. Yeah. I just remember the Leeds fans were on another level. Drum, Leeds. It's a good for me, that was, yeah, it's a yeah, different kind of... Uh... It's either that or Yorkshire. More from Danny Care shortly, but first, friend of the show, Will Greenwood, gave Sam Underhill the three tracks challenge. So the weekly challenge, Sam, is to talk about the three tracks that mean something to you music-wise. Do you warm up to something? Does something take you back to your uh, first date? Is it dancing at school? Is it hanging out with mum and dad? Three songs that mean something to you. Okay, Blues Brothers, I think was the whole soundtrack's wicked, so I think anything by by those two uh, would be would be up there. Pre-game, uh, try keep it fairly light, but yeah. enjoying uh, some Loyal Karna at the moment. He's wow, a rapper I'm going to have to ask some of my young friends. Yeah, he's good, mate. I've yeah. got a few good tracks on there that are good for like, is pre-game. Is that calm or is it uptown? Is it what, smashing it out? Is it dropping fairly... a beat? You know, can you tell how much I know about He's, he's pretty varied. There's a couple of his there's more aggressive, sort of like hip-hop, Yes. Uh, songs, I suppose, uh, which I'm enjoying. And then probably something to like chill out to, I guess. I like Colours. There's a, there's a YouTube channel called Colours. Right. Which uh, they basically do like uh, music videos on like a, on a backdrop. So you've just got like a room yeah. um, and the artist comes in. There's just a mic hanging from the ceiling. Normally like they're either sat down, stood up, but it's just them in the room doing like a, not an acoustic cover, but just doing yeah. a cover of one of their, their tracks. And then they've got a, like, a unique colour yeah. each, each backdrop to the artist which I think is quite cool um, so there's quite a few tracks on that Wow um, I tell you what Vernon there's absolutely no one who will ever beat that for three of the most very wonderful I managed to avoid answering a single question about a song though <laughs> <laughs> so, just being as vague, as, vague as I can okay. which is your karaoke song Oh God, ain't no man high enough, probably. Strong, good yeah, tune, I great reckon. tune. That's more my, that's yeah, more my some range. Thanks. I'm back in the room, I'm back in. Hi, this is Jack Noll, and you're listening to the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. Back now to the second part of my chat with Danny Kerr. Going back to hobbies, yeah. It, it, have you got like a weird collection of anything? You know, like, do you make airfix models or... You know, to fly a drone or something like that. I don't, I don't, to be honest. A lot of my time spent chasing around a kid and a dog or separating them from fighting at the moment. (laughs) What makes a dog have you got? We've got a French bulldog puppy, yeah, a little girl. By the name of? 
She's called Bo. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's a little cutie, but she, she's got a wild side as well. Oh, it's harder than a kid, I swear. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a Dachshund. We've got, oh, I'm not even going to go into any dog arguments. Because? I'm the proud owner of a Chihuahua. Wow. And a multi Shih Tzu cross. Oh, lovely. I know. And do I'm you know what? I'm not sure I think more or less of you off the back of that. Well, it's probably less. Yeah. Even more when I tell you this. So I live in a house full of girls. We've got two daughters. And the Maltese Shih Tzu Cross is a girl. And it's a big fluffy kind of... It's not really a dog. It's a no. Dog. It looks like a, 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 a zhuzhed up rat. Candy floss with legs. Yeah, exactly. So I was complaining that the hamster was female. Uh, the dog was female. And I live with three females. So they bought me a, a dog. It's like, Daddy, we're going to get you a dog. It's like, brilliant. So they bought me a Chihuahua. Very similar to the one that Paris Hilton would walk around with in a handbag. Lovely. Right. You know. Do you, like, have a, do you have a bag for it? For no, I don't have, a, no. I don't have a, a man bag for it or anything like that. Pro- to be honest with you, it'd probably fit in a wash surprise bag. Surprise me if you did. Where, where does it go? Yeah. So uh, they get me this Chihuahua. I'm like, you know what? Because Chihuahuas are very personable. And they, they attach themselves to one family member. And that just happens to be me, which is great because it's supposed to be my dog. So we're going on. And because it's a boy, you know, things happen. Hang on a minute. It's only got one testicle. So they bought me a chihuahua with one testicle, which had to be removed because it was stuck in its stomach. <laughs> no, that's like... And we said this podcast takes you to places... Yeah, yeah this really is... Take... Well, it's not rugby. It's, it's no. No, very true. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, where would you like to take us from there? It's a little hard to know <laughs> where, where take, to sort of move on to. We really. could take yeah. us wherever now, couldn't we? So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was the time you sang on stage with Take That. Yeah. In, ter- in terms of sort of career highs, <laughs> where does that rank? Genuinely up there. Yeah. You were the only one that grasped that opportunity. You had to. You know, we're, we're, we're at a sellout arena with Take That, closing the show. And you're like, am I going to remember singing with Take That? Yeah. Yes. And when Gary Barlow, look- we sung Never, Never Forget. Forget. Which was the last dance at my wedding. Was it? Oh, what, was a way, it? what a way to bow out. Lovely. Yeah. And Gary Barlow looked over at me and he went, he's got a Good nice voice. Ah, he's got some pipes on him. And I was like, that, that for me was enough. Is that something, I mean, would you ever do, a, if the offer came, like a celebrity X Factor? Matt Stevens obviously did it and he did quite well, didn't he? He did very well, yeah. If the call came through saying, look, Danny, we've got, a, we've got a slot here, would you be up for six weeks of singing? And I mean, that's quite hard to resist, isn't it? I mean, do you know what? I'd, I'd love to. And I, I love, and I love singing. And you I just, back yourself. I, but, I, but I don't think I'm, I'm good enough, unfortunately. But they give you training and stuff. If they give me training, then you never yeah. know. Did but you see the one on um, with Ben Foden? Foden, yeah. Foden, Foden can sing. Like, he can sing. Because he had his teeth done, by the way. Yes, Go I remember. Forget the day we walked. He walked in here after he'd had them done. Yeah, and he walked in like that. Honestly, one of the best moments of my life. Um, seeing that. Good looking boy. Would you so, do any? Would you do any of those shows? Would you go in the jungle? Would you do Strictly? I don't think I'd, I'd be allowed to do Strictly. I don't think the wife would, wife would let me. Because can you, can you throw some shirts though? Every, I know every now and then. In. Every now and then. I think the jungle. I'd prefer to do the jungle. I think that would be me. Oh, I don't know. Well, you'd be quite happy eating ostrich testicles. Fine eating testicles. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Actually, dodgy foods. I have tried the crickets and the cockroaches. Cockroaches? Yeah. <laughs> tried the cockroach. It tastes quite bitter. Does it's it? Quite, I, yeah. But I, it's not that. It's the, you know when they... Texture. Open, no, it's it's the, you know when they put you in like a, a, oh, a the, sealed tube that, that and they fill the, it with the fish guffs and all that. Have you done it? Have you done? No, God, no. no. And it's making me 
wretch. No, I couldn't bear the smell mm. of all of that palaver. Like, apparently, you know when they drop the cockroaches? Yeah. They smell of... Why do you put the extra, extra consonant in? Yeah, where, where, why it? are they cockers? Cockroaches. Co- cockroach. Well, right. No, it's cockroach. Cockroach. Oh. <laughs> cockroach. Is, that, is it not? No. I've said that all my life. I've heard something every day. Cockroach. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I honestly thought it was We need cockroach. a time out here. We need to regroup. It's not a cocker spaniel, it's a cockroach. Oh, cockroach? (laughs) Just cockroach, yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, that's funny. I've been saying it wrong all my life. Things you've always thought that aren't actually true. Yeah. I thought that peat, you know, like big lumps of peat, Mm. I was told when I was about six was dinosaur poo. And in my (laughs) A-level geography, I wrote that peat was dinosaur poo. No way. England number eight, Billy Bonapolo, was in the O2 Blue Room this weekend. It's always fun in there. And George Lamb put the fans' questions to the big man. Billy, how we've missed you. How oh. we've missed that power, that prowess, those shoulders. Um, we're uh, OK, first question. How's the recovery going? Yeah, it's good. Um, just been um, training a lot, which I hate, so something's got to give. When you run a lot, you've got to eat, so I'm just eating a lot. Okay, a few questions from the fans. Vicky Sutcliffe uh, has asked, I don't know where Vicky is, who's the biggest joker in camp? Um, I'll give this to Hask. Uh, he tries his hardest. He's probably the only to one that tries. Yeah, right, he's okay. probably the only one that tries, and he's one of my good friends, and he does make me laugh. Okay. Um, it feels like quite a half-hearted... No, 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 it's not half. I was going to say, I laugh at him on the pitch and off the pitch, so okay. not many people can, can kind of, like, provide that comedy. Right. Um, but Haskell does that. Oh, well, that's fantastic. I'm sure he'll be pleased to hear that. Um, uh, Rich from the Isle of Man says, when did you get into rugby, Billy? I got into it real young, because uh, my dad, I'd say about three or four. My three dad, or four? Yeah. Wow. Uh, my dad and all my uncles used to play it. Um, and it felt wrong to, to touch anything else other than a rugby ball. So um, I just grew up with it um, and fell in love with it. So hopefully I can keep doing it soon. Right, OK. Uh, and then I, I question from me, actually. Uh, I noticed you got an earring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where did you get that earring, Billy? <laughs> I got it at Claire's Accessorized. <laughs> question from, uh, from Ben Graves. How does Owen Farrell kick so well? Um, a lot of practice. Um, when we finish training, uh, a lot of the boys will do a little bit of extras and he'll always outdo us. He'll always be the last one off the pitch um, and the first one in it, to be fair to him. and Hard work and dedication, basically. Yeah, exactly. And um, it, it is a bit boring. I watch and I'm like, surely he doesn't enjoy this, but I guess <laughs> whenever he gets a kick um, in the game, the camera's on him for that, that amount of time and he's pretty vain, so... I guess he likes it. No, he's not vain. We've he's all got he's good our, looking, though. He's good looking, we've though. We've got to have our drivers, yeah. mate, you know. Um, uh, ben also asked, what do you eat for breakfast to keep you so strong? Uh, four eggs, beans, and two slices of toast. Really? I'm, yeah. Every day? Uh, yeah. And sausages sometimes, but it depends who's making it. If I'm making it, then bowl of cereal, but if someone else is making it, <laughs> then eggs. <laughs> Uh, Billy uh, wants to know. Oh, sorry, no, you're Billy. Uh, George Patton wants to know from Northampton. Billy, how much can you deadlift? Um, I don't really deadlift because I've got a bit of a biscuit back. So, um, what's I tend- a biscuit? But a fragile back. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, so I you tend- don't look like a man with a fragile back, Billy. If I I'm honest, I've just got bad posture. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't deadlift. Sorry, mate. Don't know. No. I don't know. Um, who's uh, who's better, you or your brother? Um. 
That's from Alan Jones. My brother. Sounds Welsh. I'd say my brother, because um, he has to scrummage and do all the um, the ugly work as the props do, and, and he still does the same amount of work I do, so I'll give it to my brother. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, Paul, Paul, that is worth a round of applause, you're right. Uh, Paul from Portsmouth uh, wants to know, Billy, can you talk us through the moustache? <laughs> um... It was more to annoy my, my girlfriend, so um, she doesn't like it, so I went for it. <laughs> I'm not sure how long it's going to last, but uh, it's given me the satisfaction of annoying her for like a split second, so It's sorry. a beautiful thing. I think sorry it really sets the earring off, so that's very nice. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please give him a huge round of applause. Billy Vidapoda, everybody. Beautiful man. Remember to subscribe to the England Rugby Podcast through Aircast or iTunes for more interviews with England rugby players, including Jack Knoll, Jonathan Joseph and Joe Marler. Hi, I'm Izzy Nell-Smith and this is my rugby journey. My first rugby memory was um, when I was eight years old. I'd just finished ballet practice and I'd come, gone down the local rugby club to watch my brothers both play with my dad, who was the coach at the time. Um, and I was a little bit hyperactive, so I decided to get involved at this as well. I was inspired to play rugby by my dad. Um, we've, we've come from a massive rugby family and he played for the army and for Gloucester. Going on through my career, um, my most inspirational person was Lewis Moody because I love everything about the way he plays. My favorite memory as a young player was um, rocking up to Hereford Greyhounds when I was 14 years old and meeting Laura Keats my little friend and her just absolutely ridiculing the fact that I wore rugby gloves so yeah that was that was a really good time um, in my life <laughs> the biggest challenge I've had in a rugby shirt so far is the fact that I play back row and it's such a highly competitive position I had played for two years um, in the EPS and then I got dropped um, through lack of form and then uh, it took me another two years to then get another cap so I was stuck on 10 caps for a long time um, so I think the biggest challenge for me was, yeah, the fact that I've always been in such a highly competitive um, position. My favourite memory in an England shirt um, was when we beat New Zealand in New Zealand last season um, for the first time in 16 years. And I think that was massive for everyone. And just more the fact that as a team, we became like so unified and we we're so close and it was just a really good journey. And I think that that's the biggest thing that you look back on and smile about last year. <laughs> so there's obviously a lot of things that didn't go away. So um, yeah, that's my favorite memory. If I was to summarize my career in three words, um, they would be, well, more about myself really, that I, um, full of energy, very loud and red. This is more than three words. And um, I work hard. Thanks, Izzy. Now for the final part of our chat with England's Danny Kerr. You've had an array of, of, of uh, lids yeah. in your England career. Yeah. You've had the old... favourite on reflection. Yeah. Uh, there's been some shockers. Some uh, of the early stuff was... Yeah, I didn't realise at the time how harsh it, how harsh it was. Yeah. Um, some of the haircuts. Um, I tried blonde last year. Yes, you did. That I went, don't like that. Was a, that was mm, a nice touch. And then I tried. It went ginger. Then I went really white and had to shave it off. And then I realised I wasn't as thick <laughs> in some aspects of the hair at the time. 
Um, so yeah, I got a lot of stick for that, and oh, it took me a long time to go back. Is that if you type in Danny Fair haircut? There you go. So we got we got the laptop up. Mm. Look, quite chiselled there, Dan. Yeah, I've maybe lost. See, I'd, I'd, I'd go back to that. I think that if I had that thickness again, but that's a few years ago. You have a stitching, but you see, yeah, I'm going to have a stitching at some point. But you see there, you know, there's there's these two areas here, which oh, yeah. I've always been told everyone loves a receder, though. Yeah, but it's not great. really receding. It's just thin in a couple of patches. Well, I don't know. I do like the blonde. That takes me. That take, sort of brings me back to '96. Do you remember when it was in and Robbie Williams and they all had the peroxide? Yeah, yeah. The glorious years. I mean, that was. You must have lived. As in my prime, then. Yeah. Yeah. Rocking and rolling. But uh, there was there's one. Who was it? I think was it against France? I don't know when you dived over the try line. Yeah. And your hair went everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I think it was in the in the Grand Slam game. Yes, it was. Stade de France. Oh, yeah. Was. So yeah, that was a, that was a nice. Have you got that nice piece? Uh, my dad's got it all. So my dad's got everything, all the clippings, everything in fo- a few folders at home. So Because we, we've talked with other guys we've done podcasts with about collecting memorabilia yeah. and stuff. Do you collect memorabilia? Do you collect so things? I collect it, give it to my dad, and he's got, he's, got every, he's got every shirt I've ever worn, every one I've swapped, all in an, in an order, ready to If you had to save whatever. one shirt from a burning storage unit, I don't know where you keep it all, but <laughs> which one would you grab? Probably that one. France one. The France that one. Was a special film, yeah, God, yeah. It's been a long time waiting. But yeah, for you guys more than. Yeah, I think yeah. that was the big thing that so many of us had been around and been so close to winning a Grand Slam yeah. so many times. Very good. Bit of fancy dress. What's your go-to when it comes to fancy dress? Uh, I do. I don't mind a bit of fancy dress. I did the Joker a couple of years ago. Okay. At Quinn's end of season. That one was, of the Seven Dwarfs. I just do normal gears for that. For that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I do like a bit of fancy dress, yeah. yeah. What's your go-to when it comes to fancy dress? Oh, I have an array of fancy dress costumes. I like, I like fancy dress. I've done... My Halloween costume is a gorilla. Nice. I have... Uh, Ever uh, done a cockroach? No, I've never done a cockroach. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've done... Uh, uh, I wore a fat suit and went as a beef burger once, which is pretty good. Oh, I, was, I bought myself... Uh, a wolf costume because the kids got bored of me going trick-or-treating as a gorilla and a camel costume. Strong. That's yeah. a ray. That's yeah. I think it, when you've got kids, you have to go yeah. all out. And you, as as your lad gets a bit older, you know that it's it's important for parents to get involved with fancy dress and Halloween and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and it, I also, I think it's good for them knowing that you've got no inhibitions. Yeah. You know, because I think it's good to give any, yeah. any way in which you can give your kids confidence makes a big difference. Yeah. Oh, so I love that. Being part of the England team and obviously being a professional sportsman, what's the cheekiest thing that any of your mates have ever asked you for? Um, I mean, it, it, I think people, your mates generally think you get like 100 tickets for games and as soon as there's an England squad announced, oh, hey, mate, how are you getting on? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what do you want? What do you yeah. want? Yeah, I'm getting on all right. How many tickets do you want sort of thing? So, yeah, you get a, you get a lot of that. Or kit, mainly lads want kit. Right. Especially lads from school, they just want some stash, which is great. Cool. So. What are what are most of your mates doing outside of rugby? So they're all um, completely away from rugby. Bankers, um, ones ones in procurement. Um, yeah, wow. nothing to do with rugby, which is quite nice. But they all do love rugby, so they come and watch. And yeah. um, are they mainly up north? No, they've, a lot of them they're have moved down there. to London now. Yeah. Found their way down. Seems to be it's the sunshine that attracts us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Less rain. All right, well, Danny, thank you very much, mate. I've learned something today. You really have. Cockroach, not cockroach. (laughs) (laughs) 
What a lovely guy and a nice chat as well with Danny. Thank you very much. And thanks to Alex Payne for joining me as well. That's all for this week's England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. Make sure you subscribe to us and do check out the official England Rugby social channels on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Snapchat for more content. There's loads of rugby stuff on there. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.